Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Frozen Forward Podcast, brought to you by NHL News Updates. I'm your host, Luke. I got my three guys with me, Josh, Steven, Stack. We got a great episode coming at you guys. We're talking some playoff action, what's been going on in round two. We got some free agency uh, overview as we look ahead to this offseason coming up. So stick around. It's going to be a fun one. But first, Josh, how are you doing today? Doing good. Uh, haven't It's been just kind of a normal last couple of weeks. Um, uh, not really anything new. Um, it was fun watching Rochester in the playoffs, and sadly, that is over. Um, triple overtime is a bitch. And yeah, but it looks exciting. The future looks bright. And if those guys can do that in the AHL playoffs, maybe they can do it in the NHL. I mean, at the NHL playoffs, we still have to get there. But the hope is alive. How about you, Stack? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, sort of like we talked about on last week's episode, uh, I did end up going to my grad ceremony, and I got to walk the stage with my sister, which was pretty cool. Um, besides that, nothing too crazy is going on. Uh, some good things happening, but, you know, Nothing I can really share on the podcast because it's more personal, but things are good. And think yeah, things are good, but hockey makes it better. So love speaking on hockey, especially playing. Been I've been upgraded to two nights a week instead of one night a week. So I've been having a good couple of weeks. So I skated last night and I'm skating tonight again. By the time anyone really listens to this, it'll be yesterday it'll be the past already but still happy to just be on the ice at this point no leo anyways <laughs> wild cat appears in the background he's hungry i gotta feed him at some point it's usually important steve how about you how you doing uh yeah speaking of cats mine won't leave us alone right now i'll take it off your hands were... Incorrect. Good luck with that. Um, but because I was away in North Carolina slash South Carolina for last five days, I got back. What's today? Thursday. So I got back on Tuesday. So good time. I'll tell today's, you all about Wednesday, my... bud. No, it's not. It's not. It's, it is Thursday, my guy. Oh, wow. Time is it time. Mm. So sorry. Josh needs vacation. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you all about my uh, misadventure that involved me getting launched into some water. So we'll, uh, <laughs> I'll save that for closing time. Luke, how are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty decent. Um, I had a nice wedding this weekend with the lady, with her family. So I got to meet more of her side of the, her dad's side of the family. So that was definitely a time. Um, there's a lot of alcohol involved, so I was not complaining, but with that, I'm living, we're all living and we're ready to talk about some hockey and we're going to get right on into it. And we'll just start with the unfortunate news that the Florida Panthers got swept by the Tampa Bay lightning. How unfortunate is it? I mean, for my very, sake, very, very unfortunate. I'm just, I just don't want to see Tampa win again. 
I just think it's funny how they paid two first round picks for some washed up vets and then that happened. Yeah, Ben Sherratt um, might not have been the right move. Yeah. He's never the right move. Claude I told you that last year. Claude Giroux was a good shot, but I honestly, I don't see the fit there. We talked about it before. He's such a setup guy, and between Huberto and Barkov, they have, and Reinhardt, they have almost entirely setup men. They need a score. They need their Jeff Skinner. They need their, obviously not going to get Ovechkin, but that sort of player, Tarasenko, they need their sniper, but they just don't have it. And they also straight up don't have a killer instinct, which when Tampa, who's now on a roll, says, all right, let's go. Well, not to mention the fact that Vasilevsky is inhuman. Well, I mean, he averaged through the four games, he was at 10.06 uh, goals saved above, above expected. Wow. Well, and also, I think I read a stat that Florida scored, Florida scored the most amount of goals in the regular season and then were shut out for the first time in, like, I don't know how many games the last game that they lost. So it just shows you that a good goaltender can win you games here and there. Uh, I've been saying this since game seven. Um Toronto woke up the beast, and now um, Vassie is going to be unstoppable for the remainder of the playoffs. I don't see – if they keep playing this way, I don't see how one, either Carolina or Rangers, whoever wins that, has a chance against them. And two, I don't know how – I mean, Colorado or – I mean, well, those Western series are still really undecided, but – Anyone, I mean, Colorado's the favorite to come out of the West, but any of those teams, I don't see them stopping Tampa if they continue on this role. I mean, yeah, t- Tampa is absolutely a wagon right now. They're probably the favorites to repeat. I think Colorado's the only one who can go shot for shot with them right now. But the problem is, goaltending's a hell of a drug and they are high as a kite. So I just looked Vas- up Vasilevsky's contract. So he's got three more years at nine and a half million dollars. Guess who still has four years at ten million dollars and didn't while well, he didn't do poorly. Didn't do great. When you're getting ten million dollars, you're expected to win games. My general rule is never pay a goaltender over six million dollars because they could be great one year and terrible the next. Well, if you are going to pay them more than that, they better be able to steal you some games. And Bobrovsky just cannot. They, I, I'm honestly surprised they didn't throw uh, Spencer Knight in for game four just to spark, try and spark the team. But I, I guess instead of doing that, they want to see some uh, uh, strippers instead. Yeah, what was that all about? Did like I've been seeing that there, all over the place. What did I miss? Yeah, there are conflicting reports that after game three, or no, the night before game four, the Florida Panthers were spotted at a Tampa Bay strip club at 3 a.m. Now nothing. Oh boy, 3 a.m. <laughs> oh boy, 3 a.m. Yeah, they should have had Krabby Patty instead. But they um they were allegedly at, at a club at 3 a.m., you know, doing what knucklehead hockey players do, I'm sure. 
but it clearly didn't translate into their play because they dominated that game. They just got dummied by a hot goaltender. Oh, yeah, they got they got hard. I mean, they had 49 shots in that game. If I watched it. Like, they dominated play, but they just the did Leafs, not score. We would be in a national lockdown at this point if that was the Leafs. The amount of pure unbridled rage that would flow across the internet would be too much for Canada to contain, I think. Just goes to show the double standard. <laughs> like, I mean, get you, you reap what you sow when you have a media conglomerate so large in the hockey mecca of the world versus uh, an arena that can't even sell out their, with their own fans on a good day. Um, yeah. It's a non-story, basically. Everyone's like, oh... Florida gonna Florida, Florida gonna Florida man gonna Florida man. That was like, I, I think that was one of the least impressive series like we've seen all playoffs because it was like, one, it's just the battle of the Florida men, so that's kind of fun, and two, there was like nothing there, like it wasn't all that exciting. I mean, there wasn't really any it's fights. Tampa just controlled play, right? But like most of it, but Florida didn't even like it seemed like they didn't even like push back. Like you guys are saying, you know, put Knight in to spark the team. You're down 3 0. What's it matter? Put a rookie goalie and see if he can perform. He didn't play a single game and he was one of the better goalies when he played in the regular season. I mean, this kid's going to be phenomenal. And you're playing Sergei Bubtitsky is the fucking ESPN. You you guys don't remember that ESPN or, or whoever messed up the banner for his name and spelled Sergei Bubtitsky. <laughs> yeah, it actually happened. That was on, a mistake. It happened on live TV and it no, like went out. That was that was when he was back in Columbus, but um but no, I just I don't know, it just kind of upset me because Florida looked like they were going to be like the best team and they were so fun all regular season and fell oh, apart. This is, this is how it always happens with the President's Trophy winners. I mean, yeah, it's almost like a curse. Like you don't touch the, the the conference finals trophies. It's like that. You win the presidents, you're fucked. Noted. Don't win the presidents trophy. Got it. Well, we know this. Two thousand seven. Well, when was the last time a presidents trophy winning team won it all? Maybe Chicago back in the day. Just Tampa didn't win it when they won the presidents trophy. No, I think it might have been Detroit. <laughs> Detroit sounds right, but I'm I'm not sure. Josh, why don't you look it up? Yeah, we'll we'll look into but, that. But yes. anyway, like what Florida Florida needs, and I'm surprised they didn't get it from guys like Sam Bennett. Speaking yeah. of which, where the hell was Sam Bennett? He's the type. He, like he's always been a playoff guy. It was playoff Sam Bennett. Like he he's the scorer who can still you know get in the corners and play dirt, not dirty, but he can get in the dirty areas and add some jam to the lineup. Like where was that? Florida needed that, and mm-hmm. besides Gudis, except for Gudis, like no one could play that game. So someone wrote this article specifically for the situation two days ago. Um, it only goes back to 2011, 2012, but. Since 2011-2012, the only team to have won the Stanley Cup and the President's Trophy are the Chicago Blackhawks in 2012-2013. Vancouver lost in the first round in 2011. Boston in the second round in 2013. 
New York in 2015. Uh, Capitals, Capitals, Predators, Lightning, Bruins, Avalanche, and now the Panthers. I make bad puns and I know things. <laughs> yeah, I, I needed more out of Florida. I wanted a good series. I wanted Florida to win, obviously, but I at least wanted to go to like six or seven. So we really got the battle of Florida man versus Florida man. And it was a fun series to watch. And it wasn't just Vasilevsky stealing the show all four games. Now a really fun series that's going on in a, they didn't at least get one. Yeah. Yeah. But a really fun series going on in a different part of the country that is a battle of a regional area. That is something. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if you guys were done with Battle of Florida, but Battle of Alberta yes. is exciting. I mean Mike Smith let in a goal from from almost two hundred feet down the ice. I mean, I don't know if that's exciting, but it's bonkers. It's, like, it's funny. It's funny. It's hilarious. Um, you had 15 goals scored in the first game. You had just Lucic pulling a Miller and Lucic again and running Mike Smith behind the net. But I think that was a little more accidental than the Miller hit behind the net. But I'm just fascinated by this series, and I really hope Calgary wins. But Edmonton's looking yeah, Edmonton good. is holding on to a 3-1 series lead with game five tonight, trying to close out. I believe they are in Calgary. They're in Calgary because Calgary is the second seed in the West. Yeah. Including first in the Pacific and Edmonton, I believe, was second seed in the Pacific. May have been third. I forgot. I think they were. I think they were. Third. I, I think they were second. I think they had home ice on yeah. uh, LA. But anyways, this series is, like you said, absolutely bonkers. It, it's got everything. It's got a goaltender ran. It's got hilariously bad goaltending on both ends. It's got You've chirps got, galore. If I was about to get to that. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> it, it, is, it has got Matthew Kachuk chirping Evander Kane about needing money. And what's funniest about that is that Matthew Kachuk's agent or uncle was Evander Kane's agent. So he knows all about the money troubles. Oh yeah. That's, that's why it's such a big thing going on right now because Matthew and Brady obviously know Kane's former agent. Well, and then and then you have the fans joining in. A fan threw a $5 Canadian bill over the glass onto the Oilers bench for Evander Kane. And then you have Kane clapping back with a four-goal performance, single-handedly just killing the Flames. And then you have whatever's going on with Brady Kachuk in the stands with his new deal with Budweiser and, and this one guy just hating that Brady Kachuk is a fan of his brother. Like... Come on, it's his brother. Let him let him support him. Oh like, my yeah. I've seen a lot of people being like, wow, it's weird seeing another hockey guy root for another hockey. It's like it's his older brother. He looked up to him like right. his and, whole and it's, life. Like this is normal. Do these people not have families? Like uh probably not. It's almost the equivalent. It's almost the equivalent of Ryan story? Fitzpatrick cheering for the Bills. <laughs> like I, I really that's all that's the best thing I can compare it to is Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick shirtless in the stands cheering for the Bills while he is actively on another NFL roster. 
I mean, that's that's just but you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't related to any of the Bills players, but he might as well be. He's dad. Um but yeah. He's our Kyle Oposo when we inevitably bring him back for a one day contract, please. Yes. But yeah, this this series, um, I need to turn around. I I think Calgary's the better all around team than Edmonton. I didn't think it was out see three to one Edmonton lead in a series. Um, but there is one big reason why it is three to one Edmonton. And that is a Mr. Connor McDavid, who has just been absolutely beast mode these entire playoffs. Like if, I, if I think they get I, through... I saw I, I think it was uh one of the it was one of the charging Buffalo guys, I think it was Bill who tweeted out Tim Murray must be fuming watching his dream of Connor McDavid and Evander Kane pay off like it did in his head. Because remember, they trade the Sabres acquired Evander Kane before the draft lottery when the Sabres were tanking, hopefully to win the lottery and get McDavid. His dream has become a reality and by God, is it working (laughs) Yeah, I if if uh, Edmonton does vet does advance to uh, round three, I think you see McDavid come close to come at least close to some records, playoff records in points, and assess. he's the best player I've ever seen. He is yeah. by far the best player I have ever seen. He makes NHL defensemen and fan forward the, the all five guys in the ice look like a bunch of beer leaguers. Yeah. When I when I sub in on a team that's like D minus or something, so like just above beginner, that's what I look like, except I still can't score because I'm me. But <laughs> and you it, fall over trying it, to do a breakaway. The, these are these are the best players in the world and he's making them look like they're standing still and don't know how to play hockey. It's it's unbelievable. And what's really funny is when he passes the puck to Hyman, Hyman immediately loses it because McDavid can do whatever he wants, create separation, hold on to the puck, dipsy doodle, anything. Then he dishes it off and Hyman's like, oh, wait, shit, I was watching. I, I, I just wanted the show. Why do I have the puck? Yeah, McDavid is currently sitting at 25 points through 11 games. Sidney Crosby won the Conn Smythe the last year the Penguins won the Cup with – I think 14 points across the playoffs and Mc, and McDavid has 25 points in how many games? 11. There's no way you only had 14. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't 14 points, but it was, it was something astronomically lower than what McDavid is going to have. If he makes it to the Stanley cup final. Uh, I mean, McDavid could have 40 points if he goes, if he gets to the Stanley cup final. He probably I think he like will if he gets five points in twenty four games or something. Maybe, yeah, maybe something it was like that. that. I could, I can't remember the exact stat, but and don't get me wrong, I think Crosby is the best player of his generation, but McDavid is just transgenerational, incredible. This is like watching Gretzky in his day. Yeah, but just against someone who's supremely more talented and better at this than everyone else on the rink. And we got another one on the way, allegedly, at Connor Bedard. Yeah, and it's against, quote-unquote, higher-end talent than Gretzky was facing. 
Yeah, but that that's different eras, and we won't, yeah, oh yeah, jump, exactly. We won't jump down that rabbit. No, hole. no. Um, but it's like like I said, quote unquote, better talent, better you know, IQ of the game, if you want to say whatever, whatever you want to say, it is. It's different generations, different eras. It's very hard to compare new to old. But with that, that's gonna that's gonna end our battles talk in Florida man versus Florida man and battle of Alberta. We're going to move over and talk about the Canes Rangers series, which is currently tied at two. Ah, real quick. To. Wait, I found the Crosby stat. I'm sorry. He had 27 points in 24 games when they won the cup in 2016, 17. So McDavid's normal, about normal. Stats. Yeah. But McDavid's about to pass that in the second round. Yeah. That's just it, it, it's I, unheard I think of. It's unheard of. They need to get rid of the whole stigma of whoever wins the cup, one of their players wins the con smite. If Connor McDavid at least gets to the the at least gets to the conference finals, I think he could I think he should be in the conversation for con smite. I think it's the I think MVP you have of to the be, playoffs, not the MVP. I think, you, of the have, like I think you have to be in the cup. I think you have to make it to the cup. And even oh, if you're out I the, it, No, it's not it's not the rule, but I I believe that you should have to make it to the cup. And whoever the best Coco player is from the beginning through the cup series, whether it's the winning team or losing team. That's kind of a shame though, because like, it's not his fault that the rest of his team sucks. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, sorry. If Continue. And bots were fruits and nuts. Exactly. Merry Christmas. This would be, but yes, this Canes Ranger series tied it to, um, I thought the Canes would run away a little bit more with this one. Igor, Igor is actually. Count, I'm counting on it. Yeah, same. Sandal count is counting. <laughs> Igor is actually think they win it. The, yeah. the, like that's the that's the thing here is he's showing up in this series. You know who else is showing up? The Empire State Building. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that, but the Canes tweeted out a photo of like a hurricane coming around the Empire State Building and a storm's coming to New York. And then the Empire State Building clapped back after the Rangers won both games in New York and said, the storm is coming, the storm. And it was just a lawn chair tipping over in the wind. Damn. A single lawn chair. The other three were on. Yeah, the other. Yeah. <laughs> so, a, a, so a building has better chirps than Evander Kane. That's all I got to say about that. I don't think the building can type. It's it's a it's it's a. Okay, ruin my fun, Steve. It's the only thing I have is Twitter memes. This this is serious business, man. There is no fun allowed. Just like there is no fucking swearing. So, just don't, no, don't know where to go. From there. No, here's um here's my concern with with the Hurricanes. Luckily, they will have home ice against the Lightning. If they win, but as we saw through the Bruins series and now this series, they can't win on the road. They cannot win on the road. They've only won at home throughout the entirety of the playoffs. At this point, it's got to be all in their head. Like there, there's, there's no logical reason they can't win on the road. This is like the Celtics when they had Garnett, Allen, and Pierce for their run to the uh, NBA championship. It was they went to seven games for 
the first two series against teams they should have dummied. And yes, it's the only time we'll talk about basketball because it's the only time I paid attention to basketball. And then it wasn't until the conference finally got a road win. But th- this is ridiculous. They- they're a better team. They've been pl- controlling play for the most part, especially in the third period. But Chesterkin's doing enough. Their forwards are doing enough. But only at home. It, it-, it annoys the crap out of me. Because I, yeah. I hate rooting for the Hurricanes. I hate them. But I also hate the Rangers more. You also know that this means if you hate the Lightning more, you have to root for the Hurricanes through the conference finals too. Yes, that's what makes me so angry at Florida. <laughs> because they're the only team in the East that I could root for without reservation. I could yeah. never, ever root for the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't care who they're playing. I will never root for them, ever. See, I've I've moved on a little bit. I nope. enjoy nope. them at certain times. Nope. They made me cry when I was six, and now I will never forgive them. Sounds like a you problem, but I really I I hate them too. Don't don't get me wrong. I just hate the Rangers more. There there is a whole spectrum it is not black and white there is an entire spectrum to my hatred for eastern conference teams oh we know and the rangers happen to be higher than the hurricanes right now fair that's fair mostly because with a team of untouchables they play like dick the good thing for the range not rangers sorry for the hurricanes is that they do have will have would have home ice advantage against the lightning. So if they stay on this stupid track of we can't win on the road, but we can win at home, they have home ice against the lightning. If they make it to round three, and then they would just have to face Edmonton instead of either of the other teams. Oh no, or the Blues in order to win the cup. If they only win games at home. If they only win games at home. If if it's the Avs, the Avs would win because the Avs would have home ice advantage over the Canes. Oh, okay. After I said it, I understood the point you're making. (laughs) However, and we're getting ahead of ourselves, but if it is, and we are 100% discounting the Rangers here because they still have a shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. You can ride the Tendi. We just spent, you know, 10 minutes talking about how Tampa rode the Tendi right into a sweep. But if the if the Rangers or or the Hurricanes for that matter, whichever team wins, I'd almost and I hate it, I would rather see Tampa in the final for the sheer entertainment value. I have no desire yeah. to watch the Hurricanes or the Rangers in the Stanley Cup final, but I would like someone to take a bite out of the attempting three peters reigning champions ass i just don't want to see you them back in it because just like how tom brady chirped josh allen yesterday you can't be the best until you beat the best so i i would like whoever comes out of the west to the sense this is how it's shaken out beat tampa to prove okay i'm ta- i'm you're not passing the baton i'm taking it from you yeah. That's more entertaining to me. So before we move on to this last series, I do I do have a comment on that Tom Brady uh, 
quote, it hurt, but he's not wrong, and it was a good chirp. He faked a golf hole in one video. I don't care. <laughs> that that video that he put out with the hole in one thing was so fake. But yeah, the the, the comment it, it hurts just it's, a little it's bit. A, it's a it's it's a, it's a perfect chirp though. I have to I I'll have to give credit where credit is due. But again, this is a hockey podcast. We're not gonna get too deep into football. But go Bills. But with that, since, since we mentioned it, we might as well read what he said. I've got it relatively fair. handy. That is fair. We yeah. should read what he said. So Tom Brady on Josh Allen ahead of the match. Golf shit talks is a little different than pro football shit talk. Josh really hasn't backed up, backed, backed much up on the football field in his career. Let's be honest, especially playing against me. And it's a we, picture of Tom Brady and well, this tweet is never mind, doesn't matter because that wasn't the quote. We, I mean, we should have beat Tampa last year, but you know, if it's some butts for Canyon, that's what a yes. Christmas this would be anyway. That's going to be like the, the that's going to be a name of an episode someday. I can feel it. Maybe it'll but, be, today. but with that, this is this is a hockey podcast. We're going to get back to some of that talk. And with that, the last series we have to talk about, I saved this for the last for multiple reasons, is this Colorado-St. Louis series, which is currently sitting at 3-2 after last night's uh, OT comeback by the Blues. Stupid. McKinnon, stupid. McKinnon had stupid. a hattie, but it wasn't enough. McKinnon had a hattie. Did you see him? He moved heaven and earth to go from his end to the other end, dangling through four different people, and scored the third goal of his hat trick. Yeah, but it was Robert Thomas because he's just really good. Ties the game for St. Louis with what, like three minutes to go, and then the corpse of Tyler Bozak scores it in overtime to win it. Like, come on! If Colorado loses to the St. Louis Blues, I will be so upset. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. It's three-two right now. They have another game coming up tomorrow in St. Louis. Yeah, but. Colorado can win on the road. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> They're already at seen three. Their goaltender Billy Huso sucks. Yeah, he's not doing good through the playoffs right now. He had a great regular season, but the playoffs he has not looked good, and that's why Bennington has gotten the start. Yeah, yeah up until yeah, he got so, hurt. Correct. Huso is he's Carter Hutton. He he had one good stretch. And he's not going to be that good. Whoever signs him is going to find Carter Hutton 2.0. Mark I think, my words. I think he'll be better than Hutton. Um, but he's okay. not going to well, be Steve, as Steve younger Hutton. Like when Hutton pre was... eye injury Hutton. Yeah. Yep. What, like when he could still play like 30 games and get you like 10 to 15, 17 wins. 15. Yeah. It's bad. It's, it's not, not amazing, but it's not horrible it's not seven goals to start to be a 1b or a starting goaltender yeah no he's he is your he is your backup he's gonna play like uh patrick lillian that's a i wow i forgot that was a guy (laughs) yeah oh my god i forgot the sabers at one point had the corpse of patrick lillian yeah they had the corpse of patrick lillian so yeah, not not starter Patrick Oline. No, Sabers backup yeah. Patrick Oline. Yeah. Where you hope he's just good in the locker room. 
But the reason I saved this one for the end is for all the off-ice issues that have been going on since Jordan Bennington got hurt. Um, as the as Nazim Kadri quote unquote ran him when he kind of got bumped into him, and then a lot of things sparked off the ice after that. I think Stack has info on that too. Yeah. So what originally happened on the play was Kadri and former Leaves. Well, actually, two former leaves. Uh, Kadri and Kali Rosen were going towards the net for a loose puck. Kadri was kind of going past the net on the right, but Rosen tried to back into him, and Kadri was going so fast that they both met and fell into fell into Bennington. Bennington gets hurt. He's out the rest of the playoffs, or at least the rest of the series. Um, and then... After the game, Nazem Kadri's is in, he's in an interview with, I forget who, whatever the station was, probably ESPN, but he's in an interview and he's, you know, talking about the game and someone throws a water bottle at him. Turns out it was Bennington who threw the water bottle during the interview at Kadri. This just backs up my hate for Bennington a little more. What a scumbag. And then it explodes into all over social media. This is stuff that Kadri got back in his Toronto days. I mean, when it was, you know, both Boston series, what happened. And then, I mean, it's just because he's one of the only players of color in the league, too. He was subject to wide-ranging insults and hate sent his way because of the incident really accident. I mean, of the things that kadri has been, you know, marked for in the playoffs for right. years, this seems the one, like he actually really didn't mean to do it. He will no, And he, he a hundred percent didn't mean to do it. He was trying to go across being, he was trying to get close to him to, you know, you'd be, be the little, be, be a little annoying. Like he is. And the puck was there. He was trying to. Exa- get- exactly. And he was trying to tip that puck into the net. And then he's Kelly crashing Rosen the just- net ran into him crashing the net that that's a yeah. hockey play where the defenseman comes in and there's n- nothing really you can do Bennington's just a little bitch yeah well and then, apparently st louis fans uh followed in bennington's footsteps and how they felt about it yeah so i mean the hate towards kadri went even to his wife's cat's instagram account at jazzy kadri And she posted a screenshot of all the people who were sending them hate mail, hate messages and over DMs and stuff. And, uh, you know, sure seems like Twitter did its due diligence with that. I think you guys know what I mean when I say that, but. um, Oh, most definitely. have been identified for their racist threats, which is always so satisfying. It's, it's very satisfying. There's, it's, there's just no room for it, especially after what has been going on in national media in the past couple of weeks. There is no room for it. I, I don't I don't see a need in doing that to a hockey player that is doing his job and making his money. Mm-hmm. And even more satisfying as an not an end to all this, but as a good marker for the future is Kadri got a hat trick the very next game. And then, you know, they went to, uh, back to Colorado and all the fans in Colorado had signs, at least in the pregame, that 
Sato, they stand with Kadri and how he didn't deserve it and how, you know, they're just with him, which is, which is good to see because he's a great player. You know, he comes with his, you know, play red flags sometimes, but he is a guy who will grind and he puts his heart on the line for his team. And definitely. And the, and the wild thing to me is like, in the cup. oh, definitely. And the wild thing to me with, with all this coming at Kadri is like, since he's been with Colorado, he hasn't been as like in those situations where he's getting suspended a bunch and getting into those dirty plays. He's been a third line center. Isn't he one year removed from getting suspended from an entire playoff? Uh, for I think he got four games for that hit on Falk. Yeah, which which, which turned into was it on Falk? I, like I thought game, it happened against Vegas. No, it was game three or four of the when they swept the Blues last year, and it knocked him out for four games of three or four games of the Vegas series. Right. Yeah. Okay. And by the time he came back, it was too little, too late. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that that that's what I thought it was. Kind of um, like two two quick points. One, I don't know what the hell was going through Craig Berube's head when they asked him about all the hate online. That we're, I don't know if it's confirmed that it's St. Louis fans, but we're kind of assuming. So I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt that it's just trolls and douchebags who don't really know much, who literally just keyboard warriors or assholes. Um, but when they asked Baruby about it at a press conference, he just said no comment. It, how hard is it to say, yeah, I, I, I don't like what he did to my goaltender. Now he's hurt and, you know, uh, I don't like that. But it doesn't excuse anything online. And yeah. my second point is we're in an age where anyone can say anything to anyone behind a screen and they think they're invincible. Go fuck yourself. You keyboard warrior pussy. What you, so many people need their ass kicked. I am not promoting violence. Don't go out and do this. Don't attack people, all that. But there are a lot of people who, if you said this shit to someone's face, you would be punched directly in the face. Or if you had the threat of getting punched directly in the face, you would not say such a thing. Then why are you saying it online? Because they can hide. You're a goddamn coward. Fuck you. Yes. But with that, I, I just want to reiterate, there's just no room for that in hockey or anywhere in the world, especially right now. But with that, I'd like, I'd like to chime in and just say, I, I agree with you guys. I just didn't want to cut anyone off. I, I have the same sentiments. I didn't want someone to think that I was being quiet because I didn't agree with you guys. So just want to cover my ass. Whatever, there. Josh. But we, we you, guys, you guys were rolling. So I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to bring any, derailment to the to the hate yes. train yes but with that playoffs are continuing tonight oilers take on the flames canes take on the rangers games five for both of them oilers could end it so we here rooting for a calgary win because well at least i am how much you guys i'm rooting for a calgary win i okay i want calgary to win because i want this series to go on but if Calgary doesn't win, it increases the chance of Johnny Gaudreau not going back to the Flames. Not because I want Johnny Gaudreau on the Sabres, but because if Johnny Gaudreau is in free agency, 
He is the big fish. He is the white whale. Everyone's going to be looking at him. That leaves the smaller market teams like the Sabres the chance to talk to other big-name players that teams might not get a chance to because they're trying to go for Johnny Hockey. And that makes free agency that much more interesting. But I still think, regardless, I think Johnny Gaudreau goes back to the Flames after this season if they can afford him. Yes. I think he wants to go back there, but if they don't have the money, they don't have the money. So, yeah. so I think since these series are going to be wrapped up by the time we record next, let's get some predictions so we can eat crap at our next show. So here's what I predict. I think much like in game five, game five, four. no game four. Tonight's Sorry. game five. <laughs> so yes. You know, math, math, math is hard. Okay. I usually have a calculator or Excel at work anyways. So my prediction is the Flames are going to force game seven and blow it at home. So I think Edmonton, just like in game four, where they were down, tied it, and blew it. I think they're going to force a game seven, then lose. I think in the Carolina series, I think their luck is going to run out at home. I think the Rangers are going to win in seven. Then... Colorado, I think, is going to win in six. I, they're, they're just too good, and I have no faith in Cuso in that. Um, and yeah, oh, that's it. Because yeah, that's Tampa it, because the other one's already Florida. done. Uh, I, got, I got Calgary in seven. I got Avs in six, and I got Canes in seven. Oilers in six, unfortunately. Uh Avalanche in six and Rangers. Can they win it in six? They could. It's two two right now. You're right. It they could. Yeah, Rangers in six. Rangers in six. Uh Carolina in seven. Sorry. Um I, I'm with you. Calgary in seven. And then what's the last one? Oh, Avs. Avs and Avs and Absent six too. All right, so me and Stack agree. So we will see how this ends up shaking out. But with that, we're going to jump over to Stack as we get back to some of the talk that Josh started on about this free agency and what's on the forecast this offseason. Yeah, thanks for the segue, Josh. Um, so in this weekend's, well, this week's edition of Magic Mike's trade section, we are not talking trades. We're talking other forms of player acquisition in free agency. So I'm calling this Mike's magic Mike's free agency forecast. We're going to start with some notable names up on forward, namely besides Johnny Gaudreau of the free market this off season, including names like Evgeny Malkin, Claude Giroux, Phil Kessel, Patrice Bergeron, Gaudreau, who we already touched on, Philip Forsberg, Max Domi, and Leafs legend, Nazem Kadri, and then David Perron as well. So going in order, I'm going to speak on Malkin a little bit. It seems like Pittsburgh is really trying to lowball their stars, namely Latang and Malkin, because they already gave, pardon me, they already gave Brian Rust six or something. Six mil, yeah. Yeah. Or, no, maybe it was five. Was it six years or six million? Five years at six, I think, because it was 30 mil. Yeah, it was one or the other. I, I, I'm i not entirely sure. I know it was $30 million. Either way, um, they gave Brian Rust a lot of money. 
and now they're running out on money to pay their other stars. We're going to talk about Malkin right now, but I've got Latang later. If Malkin leaves, well, one, if he leaves, it's going to be really weird seeing, seeing him in another jersey. I don't think it'll uh, – I don't think it's going to be easy to, to see. But there's a real chance that he could leave. Do you guys have any thoughts on where he, he could possibly land, any cities, <clears throat> not Buffalo, that you guys could see him in? Russia. I think he goes back to the KHL and finishes over there. Pulls a Kovalchuk. Uh, KHL West, a.k.a. Capitals. Oh, interesting. Do you think he goes to his most rival team? But Ovechkin. Oh, think Ovechkin. <laughs> think Ovechkin, though. No, I mean, no, no. I, I think – I think Zaksov, Orlov. I mean, doesn't doesn't matter. He won't. He won't go to Washington. My yeah, my thing there's, is, there's blood. They're there. all Putin guys, anyways. Might as well just all team up in the other capital. My my Fine. thing is, look, Rangers is, with Panarin. Look, look look at it this way: all and the guys Malkin played play with on Oops. Pittsburgh are gone or leaving. Latang might be leaving. Crosby is at the end of his career. Flurry's not there. Is he though? Probably, <laughs> maybe. I hope Malkin's so. Year older than Crosby. I don't know. Anyway, so that's why that's another thing. He's getting old. There's not really anyone he played with in the league anymore. And from I, I remember reading a thing a while back. It's at, at the beginning of the season when Pittsburgh wasn't doing so well. Latang or I'm sorry, Malkin wasn't performing because he's not really part of the locker room anymore, apparently, or at least he wasn't at the beginning of the season because of the fact that the only people left that played with him are were Crosby and Latang. And if you look at the rest of the team, there's no one else that really has veteran presence on the Penguins aside from like Jake Gensel, who's been there for a few years now, but it just furthers the point of maybe he'll just go home. And well, I, I think, think the I language, think language good, barrier hits. hits well, yeah, that's, too. The, that's, that's the other problem is there's no Russians on that team except for Malkin. I think, I don't think there's any other Russians. Yeah, my, my prediction stands Rangers. Interesting. Rangers. Okay. Also, um, don't forget, they have to sign Evan Rodriguez, and he's going to want a big payout. Um, Kasperi Kapanen as well. So, I, uh, I, I don't know how they could do it, but I am now intrigued now that actually we actually fleshed it out a little. I'm intrigued to see if he could end up in Washington somehow. I, it, it makes sense. That's the only place with a lot of Russians. Yeah, I mean, enough. I, I, I'm more intrigued with the KHL because that's not where I was expecting to hear. I was, yeah, if, if he goes to the Capitals, then there is a gargantuan falling out with management because that yeah. is just a, but it does make sense. I mean, how many <sighs> Penguins have gone from Pittsburgh to Washington? They've got. They've got Sheary, although he had stops in Buffalo before that. Yeah. Uh, they got N uh, Niskanen, uh, Brooks Orpik, uh, Carl Haglin. Like, they've had a bunch of guys. It's, it's never been there. big names like Evgeny Malkin. Mal Malkin was a core piece for yeah. a decade and a half. Yeah. So that would be a gargantuan betrayal. And Penguins fans would never let us let anyone hear the end of it. Yeah. Whereas people like Orpic and Shiri and whatnot, like they were 
average players on the Penguins to begin with, and they weren't there for a long time. N- n- I don't know. Niskan and Orpic were there for no, they were there a for a while, but not they. They're not a big, big name like Malkin is. Cor- correct. They That's weren't the a core piece, but exactly. they were. They were good they players. Were really very good. Yeah. Um, but Orpic's hip check was deadly. With that, let's move on to the next person. I think Malkin ends up staying in Pittsburgh or going back home. I don't yeah. see him on another team. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. I tend to lean to that way, but crazier things have happened, like John Tavares coming home. Uh, speaking of big-name guys who were huge in the 2010s and I really liked watching play, uh, Claude Giroux, also a free agent, said recently he could see himself staying in Florida. Do you guys think he does that, or do you think he plans if to- he if he doesn't stay in Florida, he goes to Colorado. Yeah, right. No one has the money for him. None They'll of figure these. Figure it out. The problem, the problem with him staying in Florida is they don't have the money, and Colorado certainly doesn't have the money. There's no way. And then discount that contract ends either this year or next year. They don't have the room for Giroux. I'm sure he'll take another discount contract. Incorrect. I mean, but Colorado, everything I've heard from insiders, whatever, shout out NRD. He, they've been saying that Giroux really wants to stay on the East Coast. Friedman's been saying the same thing. Okay. It, his, so that's why he didn't want to go to Colorado in the first place, even though it was probably a better chance to win. And honestly, I don't see, I don't see the fit in Florida. Like they said, oh, he was great in the world. I don't get it. He just I don't, does I don't not, see it. He doesn't complement their style of play and he doesn't make them doesn't put them over the top where they can outskill you without a skill team like Tampa who does have that edge to them can't bring you down to earth. Can I butt in really quick? No. Uh, just check cap friendly. Um, Colorado yeah. Yeah. affected for 2022-2023 will have Twenty-five and a half million dollars in cap space. Yes, but with that, they have to sign Burakovsky, Kadri, Nachushkin, Lekkinen, Abe Kubel. I mean, uh, I mean, that's that's a, that's enough. that sounds like a lot of like Josh no Manson. more than two or three million dollar contracts. Darcy when Kemper, does McKinnon's deal and Manson was a trade deadline pickup. I don't know if they want to sign him going forward. And Darcy Kadri, Kemper is their starting goaltender. Kadri's no. It's been reported he wants to chase a a big money contract because he had a breakout year. I mean, I, right. I've heard when when does McCarr get his big deal? Bone Byram's going to get a raise. Soon. Well, McCarr got already got McKinnon's his big deal, deal, which is a discount and a half, is going to end really soon. It, so, they might have room for like a one year deal, but Giroux's not going to take a one year deal. He's going to get the, five year the, deal in free agency. Here's the answer to your last three questions. McKinnon is up at the end of next year. McCarr is already on his big deal, which is nine million until twenty-seven or twenty. Yeah, it starts next season. No, it started this season. Um, and uh, Bowen Byram is RFA next year. So, yeah, a one-year deal maybe, but you're going to lose a lot of other pieces probably. 
unless he takes a big time discount. Well, I was so, thinking, I was thinking the Rangers for Claude Giroux because he's that passing guy. You have a lot of shooters with Panarin and Kreider and even Lafreniere if he can figure it out. But you need that setup guy. That's and, I, and I. I think another team that needs a setup guy is Ottawa. He won't. I don't think he'll go. To I Ottawa. I hate the I hate the Ottawa fit. They're not they're not close to contending. No, they, no they they're not. He's gonna stay. Not. I think I in, like the Ranger fit. I do. I like, like that. it, but I think he's going to end up it, staying in an Atlantic like division, it. Atlantic division team. You mean think Metro? No, I think he's going to come stay where like in the, oh, you with, think he's going to stay in the Atlantic Atlantic okay. now because he was in the Metro for so long with Philly. But what know. Atlantic team can afford him? Detroit? I mean, the devils. They're a Metro team. The devils. The Devils are an Atlantic team. They are a Metro team. Oh yeah, they right. are a Metro team. I'm literally looking at the standings right now. I, I hate. I hate. You got it confused because of the East divisions last year. Yep, that's why. I I um, got you. But yeah, but it, yeah, I. I don't know. Drew is going to be interesting this off season where he goes. I don't. If he stays in Florida, they're not. They're not going to win anything. They they just aren't. No. They they need different types of players, and they're too. They can only play one game, and if that game doesn't work, they're done for. I also think they need a new coach who can adjust better. I I, I think what's his face did fine. Burnett, but yeah. Burnett. I think he did fine, but clearly couldn't make adjustments. And out besides getting out goalie, he got out coached by Cooper. It's mm-hmm. clear. Stack, where do you think Kessel's going to go? He's coming home. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> he even stepped foot across the Canadian border without actually having to to play. Um, I don't know. I, I think at this point in his career, he's more of a power play specialist, kind of not a floater, but he, you know, I don't even know. Like I could see him taking a deal somewhere on like the West coast, just cause it seems like he's at that point in his career, like maybe, a, I don't know, a team that needs a finisher, maybe like an Anaheim or something. Was I was, I was going to say like an LA. I was yeah. thinking LA too. And I think they'd have the cap space team out West for sure. Like a one year, there. maybe two year deal, just ride off into the sunset afterwards. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, the NHL now is kind of like how the NBA was when LeBron was in his prime, where it was like, oh, the East is great every year and the West sucks. Oh, what a shocker. Like, that's how the NHL is now. I mean, the West- actually, it was the West that was nasty, eight teams deep, and then it was just whatever team LeBron was on was good, and then one other team, oh, yeah. East, everyone else sucked. I mean, that, that's how that worked. But I, I have a prediction, again, uh, the Rangers, again, no. But this, this for not a hockey reason, it's because the hot dog eating contest Stop. is in Coney Island, Southern Brooklyn. So he wants to be there to compete in the national hot dog eating contest. All right. So Phil Kessel probably could get a one or two year deal somewhere out West. This is the most likely talk. And with that, we're going to move on to Patrice Bergeron, who's another very big name that's going to be on the market this, this summer. 
Boston I, or nothing. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, Boston I or nothing think, next. Yeah. He doesn't want to leave there. He's been there his entire career. He'll probably sign one-year extensions till the end. Correct. And, and he'll, ta- and he'll take it take, year by year. And he'll take discounted, a little bit discounted. Like, he'll get, like, a one-year, like, $5 million. He'll probably get paid a little more than he's actually worth just because of his name. I, yeah. I think his skills are diminishing, but that, that's a whole other conversation. Boston or nothing, pass. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that one. So let's hit this one that Josh mentioned earlier, and that is Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau. Okay, so. He's not coming to Buffalo. No, I don't want him in Buffalo. I, I don't. I, I do, but I don't. So Johnny Hockey had, what, 107 points this year with, with Calgary, somewhere around there. He wants, I think he wants to stay there. He's played his whole career there. They've started to figure it out, but the fact of the matter is they don't have the money. They have to sign Goudreau. They have to sign Matt Granted, Matt is an RFA, but Matt is still going to get a lot, even if he goes to arbitration. Right now, they are projected $26 million in cap space. Um, you have to resign Johnny Goudreau, Matt Andrew Mangiapane, who might want a bit of a raise, although he is he'll still get, he'll get like He'll get like four. Yeah. But, but still, that's money away from Goudreau. You have to sign Zadorov, Gabranson, Stone. I'm just naming guys you have to sign, not saying they're going to get a big deal. Sean Monahan is still on your cap for $6.3 million. That's a lot of money. And a guy that for a guy that hasn't played much at all. So if they can make it work, Goudreau stays. If they can't make it work, I think, like I said, Goudreau is that big fish that teams go and look at and give other it, – it distracts teams from the names of Phil Kessel and, and, and Max Domi and, and Nazem, maybe even Nazem Kadri or even like you know, other defensemen or goaltenders or other forwards that we haven't talked about. So I think it's, inter- it's more interesting offseason if Goudreau doesn't sign Ultimately, if they can work out the deal, I think he does. But I think he's going to probably want around like eight or nine million. Almost definitely. And that's a big chunk of change, especially when you're probably going to be giving Kachuk about the same thing. I think he stays in Calgary. I, I, I They can't let him leave. They, they straight up can't. He, he's him and Kachuk are the team even though Elias Lindholm is just as important. He's not the big name. They need someone they can market. They haven't had in a long time. They got to sign him. Yeah, definitely. Um, so moving on, another could be big name, bigger name coming out of a smaller market, and that's Philip Forsberg. He's he's the other big fish, I think. Um yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. I think he might stay in Nashville, though. Just spitballing L.A. I He's got his buddy it. Arvidsson there. They've got cap space, and they have a need for scoring. They, they, they would very much appreciate that if he could help not groom, but like be a younger veteran, younger veteran presence for the likes of Byfield and Turcotte. I think well, this they're is set, – They're set down the middle with Byfield, Turcotte, 
Uh, Kopitar's still got another couple years. And no. Like th- those are their four centers. In reality, three three centers and one of them shifts to the wing, probably Turcotte. Turcotte. I think this but, is the first guy on the list that could theoretically be a Buffalo Sabre. I don't know, but it, it it's po- it's more possible than the other ones. It's but, possible, but I don't see it happening. I don't see him wanting to come here either. No, and I don't really – he doesn't – I don't know if he fits the, like, vibe, you know? Like, he's, he's well, he doesn't seem like one of those guys that wants to be here, like like what Kevin Adams is looking well, for. Well, here's a – just look at the depth charts. You got to assume Quinn and Paterka are in your top nine. Then you have Skinner, Olofsson, Tuck. Asplund. Thompson. Cousins. Cousins, Thompson. No, no, I'm talking wingers here. Well, Cousins can pl- Cousins and Thompson can play the Thompson's, wing. Thompson's going to be our number one center again next year unless yeah. we pick up a center. Exactly. That's why I didn't talk about it. Yeah. You, you're the knuckleheads who are talking about Cousins, centers when we're talking about yeah. a winger free agent. And then we're going we're gonna to probably make Cousins our number two center this year, this coming right. season. So, so we have, and you also have mitts on the, that can play center and wing. Right. So we have at least five certified top six wingers. I, I'm probably forgetting someone, to be honest. Uh, yeah, am I forgetting someone? Vinny Henestrosa? Oh, oh. He's not signed yet, <laughs> no, so he's and he's a he's uh, a bottom six. Yeah, and he's he's a four he's a fourth line energy. So you got scorer, Skinner, yeah. you got Skinner and Tuck, Olafson and Blank. Gotta be Quinn or Paterka. Or, or Mitz. Quinn or Paterka is on the third, and then probably Mets. Yeah, because you'd or or Krebs, because you'd roll. That's who we're forgetting. Krebs, because I see him more as a winger than a center anyway. Yeah. So, I I don't think they have room. Uh, Kevin Adams has said he doesn't want to sign guys that are going to roadblock their young players, and that would be a significant roadblock in the top six, probably your top line. So yeah, with the Sabers, they just I don't think it works. The Sabres realistically need two defensemen and a goaltender, and I think they're in a much better spot than they are right now. Yes. But with that, I think Forsberg ends up Nashville or L.A. I, I, like, I like those two teams for him. Mm-hmm. Or in Edmonton, if uh, they don't end up re-signing Kane. I hope not. Let Kane hurts. just go away. But- well, if you can't draft or develop defensemen, might as well just go all out offense. <laughs> it, it worked for Florida, right? Oh, Ooh, too soon. Not too really soon. soon. But moving on, we have a couple of names left. We'll get some get to some of the defensemen and goalies next week. But let's hit a couple of these last names before we jump into the closing time. Uh, Max Domi. Who cares? Toronto, cheap deal. Ooh, Stacko from that the makes, top rope. I would. I <laughs> that, that makes sense to me. Just because of just because of his dad, but two, he's the kind of guy they need. I mean, they showed it, it, that they want a guy. I mean, they said it. They want a guy who can play, can play in the top six. He's done it before. He he had like seventy two points on Montreal like four years ago. He he knows how to score. I mean. They just they're looking for a guy with intensity who can play in the top six. And that is Max Domi. I mean, it's a bunch of other guys for sure, but it's Max Domi too. So and I, I think what really makes it fit, I, I think the 
what makes it fit there besides everything you just said is he can also play center. So if you throw him on Tavares's line, you can start to, as Friedman has been talking about on his show, transitioning Tavares to the wing to get more impact out of him because he's lost the step and can't really do everything at center. He can either do a really good offensive shift or really good defensive shift, but he can't break the puck out from the defensive zone and have enough gas in the tank to get up on offense and then also make a play there. So if you throw him with the wing, takes more pressure off him. He can focus more on his responsibilities. So having Domi on his line and they talked about Marner in-house doing that, but I, I don't know. Domi has more, more of a track record and I think would be a better. And I, I think uh, Domi would mesh better with, a more cycle driven player like Tavares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that Domi Domi to Toronto. I could see it. I could definitely see that. I, I like that for them. I don't like that for Oh no, I hate I hate it for for, for everything else to say, but it but it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense for them to go that route. He seems like the kind of guy that would just torture Buffalo. I don't know why. It's always like I don't know. There's always one player either way who tortures like the Eichel years. It Eichel was always torching the Leafs. And then before then it always seemed like Phil Kessel torched Buffalo, like literally would score every time they played. So, yeah. Yeah. There's two names left. We're going to hit them really quick. Uh, first one being David Perron. I think he just stays in St. Louis on another one year yeah. deal. He's getting up there. I don't think anyone's going to really He's want kind him. of an asshole anyway. I don't want to see him go anywhere else. I could see him on Florida, low-key. Please, no. Seems I don't like want to see him that often. Guy who can score, plays with some grit. Plays kind of like Bennett, except a little more skilled. I think he's shot as a player. And yeah. if St. Louis is smart, they'd let him walk and just give their younger players more of a shot. I think they still end up re-signing over to one year, like $2 million deal and have it be on the third, fourth line. I see him staying. I don't really see him going anywhere else. I think he's kind of set in his career at this point. Yeah. But Florida last makes name. Sense. Uh, Vegas makes sense. Yeah, but I don't – Vegas has zero money, so. <laughs> last but name. assholes, so. True. Last name I want to hit, though, um, Leafs legend, Stanley Cup. Playoff legend right now, Nazim Kadri. He's going to be a free agent. He had an amazing season. If they had the money, I would say Edmonton. Philly. But they don't have the money. Philly. Philly makes sense to me because they're desperate. Uh, Vancouver, same sort of situation. They're desperate. Uh, Maybe San Jose because they really need to contend. Otherwise, their franchise folds. that, yeah, they're not a market that can afford having losing seasons. Otherwise, no one shows up. It turns into the Florida Panthers real quick. So it's going to be whatever team is the most desperate because Kadri is looking for that big paycheck. And there are plenty of dumb GMs that will jack up the price. If, if San Jose can move like Mark Edward Vlasic's deal, they could totally – they could totally go after. No it. one's gonna uh, take that. Well, if you if, if even if you discount it, like you say, take it half retained or like 
whatever. Even the Austin but, Coyotes wouldn't take that contract. The Austin Coyotes. Oh, Steven. Man. Hey, I mean, at least Arizona can put their logo at center ice now. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. <laughs> um, I don't know. I see – I can see Philly for Kadri. But Washington? also Washington? money issues, I think, for that. Yeah, I see him wanting, though, to go to a team that he knows will be contending. If he goes to Washington, they need to stick him on Tom Wilson's line and have Bash Brothers East. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, Florida, maybe? He is the scorer that Florida needs. Speaking of which, uh, Tom Wilson had surgery on his knee. He's out six to eight months. Oh, no. Our Wilson, it's broken. <laughs> Wilson for Ask Tom Hanks for his Wilson. No, st- why stack? stack? What? Well, if you guys saw the IHF Worlds highlights, Nylander's turning into Tom Wilson. So, huh? And be- and, and Rasmus Asplund's turning into William Nylander. The first three hits I've ever seen William Nylander throw, and they weren't even in a Leafs jersey. Let's Damn. Wrap Steve, what do you got for closing? <laughs> yeah, is, with that we will jump into some closing time. We will hit the defensemen and goalies next week. We come back on, but with that closing time, Steve, what do you got? Like I teased in our opener, I was down in Charlotte, North Carolina, and then uh, Lancaster County town named Indian Land, South Carolina, where my parents live. Yeah, it's it's awkward. Oh boy. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty awkward, but eh, fuck it. <laughs> they they found a nice over fifty five community. Anyways, so we're down, we're down there. So me and my girlfriend went to the Whitewater Center in Charlotte, which is a ton of, ton of fun. They got basically anything outdoorsy you could think of. They've got mountain, uh, mountain biking, trail running, yuck. Um, but rock wall climbing and uh, whitewater rafting as they're the Whitewater Center. So it's this man-made like river sort of thing. There's a couple of tracks and it's, man-made rapids they have you know safety precautions all that crap really good time really suggest it just get there early anyways so we're there and it was the night after we crashed at my sister's place and i took a big chunk out of their fridge full of beer yeah so i'm I'm a little i'm a little less than on top of my game at the start of this ride i haven't weighed water rafts since i was 13 in boy scouts never done level four rapids either so that was fun so we're, we're in the boat our guide that we have his name is kyle but his nickname was yukon he looked exactly what you think he looked like for a guy named yukon big scraggly beard looks like Say, he lives he, in the woods did he Yukon's look like yukon cornelius yeah yep i i asked him he's like yeah that's why i have the nickname and i wished him luck in his search for gold so we hit the first rapid and i am not locked in like i should be because amateur and laura my girlfriend looks over and is like steve that was fun steve yeah i got launched into the water because where i was the boat just happened to like a seesaw just 
wham and i went we <laughs> right it right into oh amazing luckily it was early so it wasn't one of the you know tougher rapids to get back into the boat and obviously you have a life vest and all that crap so uh yukon pulled me back into the boat and i spent the rest of the day trying to dry out my shoes which took like four days to dry but totally worth it ton of fun but I was the only one to get in the water <laughs> out of our boat of eight. Funny story, two of the other guys in the boat, one was a D1 hockey player somewhere, and one was a D2 NCAA, so not like ACHA or CHF, like what we played. No, real hockey. Real college hockey. Yeah, but yeah, I got launched into the water, only one in the boat to do so, so, you know. Well, it's I'm too bad ju- that just, the waves couldn't keep you there. Um, dick. Um, <laughs> just like my mommy says, I'm very special. Uh, well, Steve, uh, glad glad you're okay. Um, good thing you didn't hit your head on a rock or anything either, because then there's a lot of rocks. Well, I, I had a stuff. helmet on, but it wouldn't be my first concussion. That's fair. But with that, Josh, what you got for us for closing time? So I don't really have a story. I just have a fun stat. Um, so with the lightning moving on, the statistic has come out. Pat Maroon has the second longest playoff winning streak, playoff series winning streak in NHL history, only behind the 1980 to 84 New York Islanders. The Islanders won 19 series in a row. Pat Maroon since winning the Stanley Cup with the St. Louis Blues, has won, I think, 10 series in a row. Or maybe it's four. No, it's 14. It's 14. I'm sorry. I can't remember the exact numbers. I was trying to find the graphic, but he can't break the streak this year. But if Tampa wins, he needs to win five more series. And there's only three left. Yeah, he's he's at 14 right now. Yeah. Yeah. So if he can... If Tampa can win the cup this year and then Maroon can go to a team that go to the team that wins it next year or lose it or, Oh yeah. He would tie it if they lost the cup next year. Mm -hmm. So Pat Maroon, what a guy I hate him, but what a guy I say, I I just don't like him. I don't either, but it'd be kind of cool to see a player break, break a team streak. Yeah. Anybody else though. (laughs) Yeah. But that's really all I got. I mean, I haven't done anything too fun the past few weeks. Uh, really excited for uh, Obi-Wan, the Disney Plus series, to come out uh, tomorrow, the 27th. I say, isn't it tomorrow? It was, I, thought, I couldn't remember if it was yesterday or tomorrow. Technically, it's tomorrow morning at 3 in the morning. And no, I will not be staying up. I've contemplated Lame. it. But Just wake I up can't. at 3. Go to bed and wake up. I can't do that. I get home at 11. <laughs> A couple hour nap. No. But I'm very excited for it. It looks fantastic. And they are already talking about a season two, even though it was only a season one or a one season miniseries. So, yeah, that's fun. But other than that, just kind of working away, living the dream, working on some Sabres draft profile stuff for work. So that's cool. Um, Brad Lambert is my draft crush and I want him so bad. Um, It may be possible. I think it's very possible. His draft stock's falling, and he looks like he could be Patrick Kane if he hits his ceiling, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, that's all I got. 
Thank you, thank you, Stack. What you oh, got wait, for us? Oh wait, one other thing. Oh, the my Sabres God. He have just cuts people off all the time, doesn't Sorry. he? Sorry. One other thing. The Sabres have forty-three million dollars currently in cap space. So Kevin Adams about to make it rain on everybody. Um, nice, nice. Until you remember the Pagula's internal cap of like sixty million. So. And then you remember also just making stupid deals and overpaying people already on the roster just so they can hit that cap floor. I hate both of you. <laughs> With that stack, what you got for us for closing time? Bill Kessel, six-year contract, $8 million. Book it. Go Sabres. No, um, I really don't have much. Uh, similar to what Josh said, I'm looking forward to Obi-Wan, but I'm also looking forward to season four of Stranger Things, which also comes out tomorrow. So, well, by the time this show goes up today. I've heard so, that the runtime is like... like oh, they're insane. I saw it yeah. yesterday. Let me find the tweet. Uh, it's basically like you're watching seven movies. Yeah. Um, where is it? Yeah, here. Stranger Fourth. Runtimes, episode one, hour 15, episode two, hour 15, episode three, hour three, episode four, hour 17, episode five, hour 14, episode six, hour 13, episode seven, hour 38, episode eight, hour 25, episode nine, two hours, 30 minutes, which is the finale. No That's really just movies. Eight and nine come out July 1st, so we have uh, a little bit to watch first seven of the new season i still have to watch like season three i've never watched any of them so (laughs) okay well you're just wrong i have to just catch up a little bit but you're just wrong josh (laughs) i don't know i've just never seen him i'm sorry it's not my show one of those shows you can show your parents and they'd be like oh like that's how i got my mom into it i was like ma the show set in the 80s like watch the show with me i guarantee you'll like it and she was like oh i used to have one of those like me and my friends used to do this like you could totally get your parents in that is true that is very true and that's how i got my mom into it now it's like a family thing we all get together but that's pretty much all i've got Well, thank you, Stag. Um, if anyone listening is avid fans of either of those, please go check them out because they're both very good. Well, don't know about Obi-Wan yet, but it's probably going to be good because it's Star Wars, so don't, it's Obi-Wan. Don't over-expect the Obi-Wan because we just need to appreciate the fact that Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen are back together, and that's really all we can ask for. Yes, very much so. All I really got is, like I said at the beginning, I had a uh, great past weekend with my girlfriend and her family enjoying a wedding and not being fully present for a wedding. Uh, it was a fun time, uh, definitely. And I'm very glad that there was an open bar because I've never met that side of the family. So it was much needed. And her dad was just handing me drinks, so it's great. Liquid encouragement. Yes. Um, I am also looking forward to this weekend as it is Memorial Day this weekend. So I have a nice family party this weekend and then an emo night downtown that I'm very excited about. Oh, and I'm off on Monday. Wow. It's almost like it's a holiday for the first time in a while for me. Imagine getting off on a holiday. Well, it's your fault for working at a radio station. I'm a government job. 
But with that, as I say every week, be safe, be smart, and go watch some hockey.